welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. Suffering seems to destroy many things that give life meaning. At times, it may even seem impossible to go on. In fact, it is the single biggest obstacle for non-Christians to overcome in order for them to become believers in Jesus Christ. George Barna, who's the George Gallup of the Christian world, he conducted a national survey in which he asked this question. If you could ask God only one question and you knew he would give you the answer, what would you ask? Well, by far and away, the number one response was this. Why is there pain and suffering in the world? You see, the very question assumes that a loving God and suffering, well, they cannot go together. Ask any pastor. They will tell you that one of the questions asked most often of them in their entire ministry is this. Why is this happening to me? If you have never asked that question, where is God when it hurts? Then let me tell you that one day you will. You may not need my message at this moment, but you may need it in the next minute or the next month or the next year. You see, there are three basic problems that are common to everyone everywhere at some time in this life. They are sickness, sorrow, and suffering. You may temporarily escape one of them or even two of these, but you will never escape all three. Even the most godly of people, they're not exempt from pain and from suffering. The greatest Christian of all, the Apostle Paul, he knew what it was to have problems. In fact, Paul closes the 11th chapter of 2 Corinthians telling how he had been whipped and shipwrecked, robbed, mugged, betrayed, jailed, left for dead. His highway of holiness had been paved with hurt, with heartache, and with hardship. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning at verse 24, here's what it says. From the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides the other things, what comes upon me daily, my deep concern for all the churches. In this chapter, and he mentions a problem that was so difficult, so painful, so debilitating, 
that even with his great faith, he finds himself asking the question, where is God when it hurts? You see, Paul here is talking about his own personal suffering. He is hurting. This pain and this suffering was so bad that he kept it as a secret for 14 years. Nobody else had ever known about this problem until just now. This was a pain that had not left him for 14 years. It wasn't a pain that he had known every now and then, or day here and a week here and a week there. For 14 years, nonstop, he had known this terrible, horrible suffering. We don't know what it was. But we do know that Paul hurt, and we know that he hurt badly. And it's through this pain and his hurt and his suffering that God teaches him some of the greatest lessons of his ministry, some of the greatest lessons of his life. And that's what I want to share with you today. You see, the first thing I need you to know is that God stands with us in our suffering. The first several verses of chapter 12, Paul speaks of an unbelievable experience. God had given him this experience. God had allowed him to see things that no other man had ever seen. God had taken him to heights that no other person had ever scaled. And on the heels of this great experience, it says that God did something else. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning at verse 7, says, Even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me, and to keep me from becoming proud. That phrase, thorn in the flesh, well, that's one of the most famous phrases in all the Bible. We get that expression, a thorn in my side, from the expression, a thorn in the flesh. There has been great debate over what was this thorn. Now, some have said it was poor eyesight, some have said it was a speech impediment. Some have said it was a physical handicap. Some have suggested it was his mother-in-law. The fact of the matter is, we don't know what this thorn was. Well, because we're not specifically told. And I believe there's a reason why we're not specifically told what the thorn was. I believe that God purposely kept the identity of this thorn a secret. You see, because if his problem had been poor eyesight, then, then many people could say, well, that won't help me because I, have, I don't have poor eyesight. Or if it had been a speech impediment, then, then that would not have been a comfort to those who have no speech impediment. If it had been a physical disability, well, most people today don't have a disability. But this thorn remains anonymous 
because no matter what your particular thorn might be, no matter what my particular thorn may be, the same God that gave Paul victory over his thorn can give you and I victory over ours. We don't have to debate why this thorn had come into Paul's life. He tells us twice that it was to keep him from becoming proud. Have you ever noticed that when everything is going great in our life, it's sometimes difficult to stay close to God? In fact, if we're going to be honest, there is a tendency and a temptation that when things are going great, to think that things are going great, well, because we're so great. The things are going great because God is so good to us and because we're so good to him. One of the biggest temptations that we all face is to get a little bit too big for our spiritual britches. But our very wise, patient, and loving Heavenly Father does something for us that we think is to hurt us, but really it's to help us. Here's what he does. He balances the blessings with burdens. First of all, God gives us blessings. He puts blessings right into our hands. Look at the 68th Psalm, Psalm 68 and verse 19. It says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. God fills your hands, he fills my hands with blessings. But he also puts burdens on our back. Do you know why he does that? You see, if all God did was fill our hands with blessings, eventually we'd fall on our face. If he continuously loaded our back with burdens, then we'd fall on our back. So the Lord perfectly balances blessings and burdens so that we don't become overbalanced and we end up not falling over in either direction. This is how I know that God stands with us in our suffering. It's because he did that exactly with his own son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, who gave more blessings to this world in three years than any other human being has ever done in their entire lifetime. Yet, he also bore the burden of our sins. All you have to do is look at the cross. When you look at the cross, you know that not only does God suffer for us, God suffers with us. The second thing I need you to know, God will speak to us through our suffering. How did Paul respond to his suffering? Well, the same way I think you and I would respond. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. Have you ever asked God to heal you of a sickness? or relieve a sorrow, or alleviate your suffering, but he didn't do it? Well, join the club. Three times. Three times Paul didn't just pray. It's just three times Paul 
pleaded with God. He begged God to remove this thorn. The Bible says God did not do it. There was nothing wrong with the prayer. There was nothing wrong with God. It wasn't that God didn't hear Paul's prayer. It wasn't that God didn't care. Well, Paul got an answer to his prayer. It simply wasn't the answer he wanted. It was the answer he needed. Paul wanted God to deal with his problem by subtraction. But instead, God dealt with his problem by addition. Don't miss the next five words in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 in verse 9. Look at what it says. And he said to me, right in the middle of his praying, right in the middle of his pleading, right in the middle of his hurting, right in the middle of his suffering, God spoke to Paul. Here's what he said. My grace is sufficient for you. Now, I want you to notice that Paul did not get the answer he was looking for until he quit praying and he started listening. You see, sometimes, sometimes we're so busy telling God what, we, what he ought to do for us that we can't hear God telling us what he wants to do in us. If you're watching me right now, if you have a problem in your life and you've asked God to take it away and he hasn't, maybe it's time for us to quit talking and start listening. It was in the middle of Paul's suffering that God taught Paul some things he would have never learned any other way. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, although it, it really is good news, but Here's what you're going to find out. You're going to find out that you will learn a lot more about God and you will learn a lot more from God while you're in the valley than you do when you're on the mountaintop. God can speak a lot more loudly sometimes in the bad times than he can in the good times. You see, one of the things that suffering does is it reminds us of our mortality. It reminds us just how frail we are. It reminds us of just how dependent upon God we really are. And it forces us to focus upon God. You see, that's why C.S. Lewis called suffering and pain God's megaphone. Here's what he said. He said, God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks to us in our conscience, but shouts to us in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. You see, God's answer to grief is grace. More than anything else in this world, God wants us to experience his grace. He wants us to experience it on a daily basis. There is no other venue where God shows his grace more strongly than in pain, sorrow, and suffering. In fact, remember this. There is no grace without suffering. And there is no grace 
apart from suffering. Every time we are suffering, if we will be listening, God is telling us and showing us, my grace is sufficient for you. Now, the third thing I need you to know is this. God strengthens us by our suffering. You see, we've already established that everyone is going to experience sickness or sorrow or suffering. There is no such thing as a pain-free life. The issue is not, is something going to happen to me? Because if you live long enough, it is. What determines victory or defeat is how we are affected by the suffering. If that suffering leads us to resistance and resentment and bitterness, well, then we will lose out to depression and despair. But if it leads us to prayerfulness, to patience, to faith, to trust, well, then that same suffering can lead us to maturity and victory. That's exactly what we find in Paul's response, 2 Corinthians 12, beginning at verse 7 through 10. Here's what it says. Even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and to keep me from becoming proud. Three different times. I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults and hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Isn't that amazing? Can you see it? You see, Paul has done a 180 degree turn. Before God spoke, all Paul wanted was to get rid of this problem, get rid of this thorn. But after God spoke, he wouldn't take the world for it. Viktor Frankl was a Jewish survivor of the Holocaust. He spent many years of his life in a concentration camp. Here's what he said. He said, Suffering only has meaning provided the suffering is unavoidable. Listen, it makes, it makes a lot of sense. If it is avoidable... The meaningful thing to do is to remove its cause for unnecessary suffering is masochistic rather than heroic. If, on the other hand, one cannot change a situation that causes his suffering, he can still choose his attitude. You see, you see we can look at suffering either as an enemy to avoid or as a master to surrender to, or a servant 
that God can use to minister in my life. Whenever we are weak, God gets the opportunity to show us his strength. As Rick Rick Warren once said, if you want God to bless you and use you greatly, you must be willing to walk with a limp for the rest of your life because God uses weak people. How true that really is. God can take the greatest pain and suffering in the history of mankind on a cross 2,000 years ago and turn it into salvation for all who would believe. In fact, God's Son, Jesus Christ, endured the greatest suffering of all so that you and I would not have to endure an eternity apart from God. Because of Jesus Christ, we no longer have to fear pain or suffering. His words to us today, my grace is sufficient for you. Let us pray. Gracious God, loving Heavenly Father, thank you for your love and the mercy you show to us as undeserving as we are. Father, I pray that any viewer right now that is going through a painful experience, going through suffering right now, may they recognize that you are with them, that you will strengthen them, and that you will reveal yourself to them in the midst of that suffering. Speak to each and every one that is suffering right now and bring peace and comfort to their lives. Bless each and every viewer, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've come to that time in the program where we have our offer uh, for you. Uh, Those of you that have been watching us regularly know that on every program, we have a special gift for you, something that... uh, will contribute to your better understanding of God and His will for your life. And um, today, uh, for those of you that are brand new, this offer is, uh, is made available through the generosity of our viewers. It, it comes to you postage paid. It's free. There's no obligation on your part whatsoever. It's just a resource for your spiritual library. And today, I'm offering a little booklet that uh, we've offered in the past. We get wonderful reviews on this. It's called The Story of Hope, A Glimpse into a Time when suffering will be no more. We, we've offered this one before. We offer it again because it is such a wonderful little book. And so maybe you're watching, you say, well, I've already requested that book. Why don't you request another one to give to a friend or a family member, particularly someone that may be going through a, a period of suffering right now and is asking the question, where is God in the midst of my suffering? This book, their Bible, And the counsel of a dear friend like yourself is going to see them through that. So if you'd like to get this resource, we'd love to send it to you. Pay attention now to the information you're about to hear. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box 
1-800-227-0030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you can order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Operators are standing by now. While on our website, you can leave a prayer request and if impressed to do so, donate to help keep this ministry on the air. Thank you for your support. Well, we've come to the end of another Lessons for Living television program. Thank you so much for joining us. Man, I don't know, this time just seems to zip right by. Maybe it doesn't for you, it does for us, it does for me here. Uh, before I go, I wanna remind you of a few things like I try to do every week. Uh, I wanna remind you of our website l4ltv.com. That's like a central hub where you can go there and you can find uh, all of our previous programs. You can find out what programs are coming up. Uh, you can find out uh, where I'll be appearing live. And, and maybe if I'm in your neighborhood, you can come out and see me and introduce yourself to me and tell me you watch the program. We always appreciate uh, that. Uh, there are some messages I have and some Bible questions that folks have asked and there's some videos and some other resources that you can, uh, you can download to help you in your spiritual journey. If you're interested in joining a Bible study group, I can help you with that. If you're interested in Bible study, you can write to me. Write to me directly, bill at l4ltv.com, and uh, I'll get you hooked up on Bible study so that you can understand, uh, better understand God's will as expressed in His Holy Scriptures. There's also a Donate Today tab and you can go on that and donate to the ministry knowing that every penny you invest here goes directly to the ministry. You know what? I got some folks on Facebook, you know, saying that all we're interested in fleecing people their money. I have to tell you, every penny you send us here, not one penny of that comes to me. I don't take it as a salary. I don't take it for uh, a wardrobe or anything. Every single penny goes to the purchase of airtime, the purchase of the studio time, paying for our crew, paying for the gifts we send out. So uh, know that every penny gets reinvested in the preaching of the gospel. It's not a ministry to make anyone wealthy. It is a ministry to let the world know just how much God loves them. Instagram. Follow me on Instagram, at Santos underscore Bill. Every day I put out a one-minute devotional on Instagram, great way to start your day or to end your day. Watch that one minute devotional. It always has a thought about God and his life in your life. Uh, like our Facebook page. All of the programs are also available on Facebook. Another website I wanna draw your attention to, missionnowcanada.com. That's the overseas mission component of our ministry. We go overseas, we do some incredible work. Check out the pictures. You can contact us through the website if you're interested in learning more about our next trip. If you've never gone on one of those mission trips, think about it. Send your children, a young person, 
it can literally be a life-changing experience. We're all out of time. I look forward to doing this again next time. I hope you will join us. God bless you. We'll see you back real soon.